0: So, in this episode, I think we're going to attempt podcasting while I put makeup on to make myself feel better. Um, I don't have anything planned to talk about, I suppose, other than, like, how whack life is. (laughs) Especially when it comes to spirituality. Um, I thought I had a grip on, like, that nope everything's been questioned i'm constantly questioning every new thing nothing's set in stone which makes me feel like in some way i'm on the right track because like obviously you don't know anything um and that that for me goes to science as well like i like to incorporate science and my spirituality in the fact that i know science is the way in which We've come up with a system for questioning in which we collect evidence and, like, we get the best um, theory, basically, for whatever it is that we're questioning. But I also know that with the influence of just magic, the science we can't explain, we don't actually know these things to be a fact, like they are the number one most likely after they've been proven. Um, but then again, I also have to question who the like who's funding, whatever it is, and how these people that are testing these hypotheses get the money to do their research, um, and that can extremely sway the answer. Not all the time, but for any huge. Um, like, global-scale kind of information, I really, I really question that extra because it's like, well, then, what are the facts that aren't being shared and the pieces of evidence that throw a wrench into our studies? So, my short spiel on uh, science in my spirituality, I suppose. (laughs) Uh, That's why I like alchemy, Because alchemy was always the idea of having to have a spiritual basis to your science. And not until you have that connection to the divine can you begin to understand whatever it is that you're experimenting with. Um, And I think Jesus was probably an alchemist. if, If that makes sense to you. Just the fact that He did miraculous things like alchemists would apparently do, like trying to turn lead into gold. Well, this motherfucker turned water into wine through the help of his "quote unquote" father, God. Um, His essentially, uh, it would be his spirit guides that he worked with, you know. And like, I don't personally know who it is. That he was working with and I don't necessarily know that it was like the one the source source do any of us know no and that's the thing so when you tell me that there's a planet or something such-and-such miles away do you know that did you track those miles like for yourself And I know there can be arguments against that, but is your basis for how those light years work correct or accurate? And here's another thing. What is correct or accurate at one point can change throughout time. So, literally everything's subjective all the time. And that that really... (laughs) Throws a wrench in anything that I think about. So some some deep thoughts for you there. Um, other things I've been doing. Lots of shadow work, like so much shadow work that like I am the shadow. <laughs> um, uh, I wanted to say I'm just kidding, but I'm like I'm not kidding, but I want to say uh, because that can be taken the wrong way, I am just more in tune with the other side of my own coin, if you will. So, I think I struggle a lot because I think I have some kind of medium ship situation going on, I constantly feel like there's ghosts around, or, like, spirits, or whatever, and there's always, like, information coming into my head, people saying things, and, like, they've tried to tell me, like, it might be a schizophrenic thing, but I don't think so. Yeah, because... How can any of these other people get away with hearing stuff and calling themselves mediums and not being told that they're just mentally ill? I think mental illness is a label that we've started putting on behaviors that we have no explanation for. Like we don't understand their their basis, like where they're coming from. and why they're coming out the way that they come out. And so like the best way to uh quote unquote deal with that, like a temporary like a band a a, a good way to band-aid that is just say it's a mental illness. But what <laughs> because if you think about go back to like the cave cave days. Cave days. That is the politically correct term. Um <laughs> We got all these people running around with their personalities and such. And nobody was like, that person has this and this disorder because we've seen it in whoever else. No, they saw it in that other person because they were, like, maybe family. So we have, like, these characteristics and these traits that go around that, like, us as a whole can't necessarily explain. But it was just kind of passed off as that's how that person is. And why can't that be the way that it is? Why can't the people just be how they are? Why do we need to be fixing these quote-unquote ailments and quote-unquote wrong ways of thinking Um, if we were all here to do the same thing and be the same way what would be the point of that? What would be the point of that? Because then you're just creating carbon copies. And if if you want to claim a spirituality or any belief in a higher um, source, you know, like a divine, anything, anything other than, like, atheism... Um, how can you say that everybody's supposed to do and act and behave the same or specific ways? Like just saying that's normal or that's not normal is straight up not normal <laughs> because there isn't a normal. Um, and I realized that I get on here and I get on my little soapbox and I sound a little bit preachy, which is messed with me. Um, a couple of my episodes, I've definitely stated things in ways that sound matter of fact and I always listen to it and then I'm like you know ruminating on what it is I've said and what it is that I believe and the way in which I deliver that and it does sound very like I think I know what I'm talking about and that's something I wanted to bring up and say that these are all things that just crossed my mind and they are no, in no way um, me trying to make anyone else believe or think a certain thing. This is me questioning, maybe not at first a question, but like stating things and then uh, my cat just interrupted me. I told you to close the door. What's up? My cat very rudely interrupted me, and so maybe that was a sign that I was getting a little bit too, again, preachy with whatever it was I was saying. But I just want to state for the record that it is not my intention to come onto this platform and state things to be a certain way. I'm just stating things that make sense to me. Um, and I think a little bit differently, and so I think that could be helpful to to other people. Anyway, time to actually start doing my makeup. What are we going to do today? I've been really into doing really, like, eccentric, crazy eyeliners and looks and stuff. Because I like, I like to channel that side of me that's, that's not the normal side of me that everyone is used to. Um, I have this label for being very um, cheery and funny and kind of go lucky all the time and kind of just going with the flow and um, being accepting, And which I am. I am. I really try my best to be accepting on like all fronts of things but it causes me some difficulty sometimes because other people don't understand why it is that I can rationalize a behavior out of somebody so my brain just spaced again I think these like ideas and stuff just come in and out and I'll be thinking about it And then I'll totally, like, lose focus on that and start thinking about something totally different. And that's just how my stream works, you know? It's going one direction and then it forks and it branches and it makes pretty ravines and such. I don't know. (laughs) Um, Sometimes words are difficult for me because I have these ideas and concepts in my mind. I just don't necessarily have the words to put them into. Um, For some reason, there is just like the tiniest amount of demon blood in my makeup kit. Not just regular blood, demon blood. I think it's funny that they got to be specific with that. It's it's Halloween time. You know, it is Halloween time like around August. (coughs) Even though Halloween's not till October, and the whole thing about Halloween is that, like, the 31st is the day when the veil is the thinnest, so it's, like, leading up to that, there's, there's different levels of, like, the veil thinning as it goes, and so as time goes on, the veil gets thinner, 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 then we have Halloween, where it's the thinnest, And, like, spiritual communication and things are at their height. Um, And that's, I guess, for, like, all sorts of spirits, not necessarily just malevolent ones. So then I don't understand how it is that quote-unquote malevolent spirits or, like, the good ones have access to being able to break through that veil all of the time. I mean, just, like, outside of Halloween. And these are things I'll never know. And I'm, and maybe one day I'll know them, but I, it won't, like, matter on this plane because I won't be on this plane anymore. Because, like I said, as time goes and as we learn things, the truth changes. So one thing that I was looking into is... People have issue with the Bible and how it's, like, this old text or whatever, this old scripture that tells us, like, how things are and, like, what's true and what what's not and all this stuff. But then there's the Vedic scriptures, which are the oldest known writings. Um, and so then they'll go to those, and I'm thinking... Okay, on one level it makes sense that most of the truth, I guess, would be in the oldest set, but at the same time, if truth is objective to change, then we really shouldn't be looking at, like, the past so heavily because- or at least looking at it and, like, applying it to now, because that's- not how things are anymore you know we don't stone people actually I think somebody recently got stoned by a group of people because he was being a dickhead I can't remember what he was doing but that story is great so these like you know religious like persecutions and like normal things that we were doing back in the day were because of like what was true to us as a human race and this is the thing is like this truth thing that we all like look for um, we're only looking like for specifically humans like the truth and the spiritual teachings for a rhino might be completely different you know and we'll never know that here's an interesting thing I was talking about How we have this, we can have this physical and spiritual connection with animals, but our communication and that sort of like mental area, we can't really cross those. I mean, we can to some extent, like you do see cats like meow back. Um, when you're asking them questions or things like that, and so like to some extent, there's a little bit of that, but it's like not something that's solid enough to say that you can have that connection. Um, and then we think about the realm of this, like spirits and things, ghosts have you, and how we can have a spiritual and a mental aka the communication level with them but we lack in the physical connection and there are arguments for that too like sometimes people see things I certainly have seen weird apparitions and stuff Um, and so it's interesting the differences in connection that we can have and the different planes we're all in together um my older sister described something interesting like if you look at a fish and it swims around in the water and it breathes the water and like that's where it lives that's its realm um and like its atmosphere the water is its atmosphere but and they can like see us and interact with us but they can't really comprehend our atmosphere and our, you know, arena of life because like we live in uh, the oxygen and the the dry air. So wouldn't we kind of be like fish in a fishbowl to the um, ethereal realm? Like they just kind of understand that like We live in a different set of circumstances, and that's what we're used to, and it's hard for us to, like, comprehend the, you know, realm and things that they live on. So, yeah, man, we're all just fish. And then I go ahead and make statements like, we're all just fish. What does that even mean? (laughs) Um, and then I said I was gonna my makeup while I was talking, but it turns out that I talk with my hands a lot and I haven't actually put anything on my face. Um, why is it so important to humans how we present to one another? Like, what an immediate trickster type mentality Um, I don't think that any of us are here to be completely authentic. Like, we all have our things we want slash we need to hide. And I think that's really interesting because then we judge things that are inexplainably themselves. They're they're, um, not hiding anything, and we distrust that. I think that's very strange, actually. Yeah, if you're somebody who's, like, super, super authentic, you get a lot of backlash from people Um, because it makes them uncomfortable with the fact that you hide less. Does the hiding thing come from, like, when we were being hunted by, like, before we had, like, necessarily, like, tools and things to deal with the bigger predators, like, like wild cats and such, back in the cave days? I think maybe. But we still have this sense to hide, and did it carry over, or... Is there still a need for us to hide certain aspects about what we are as a human and the things we can do like why don't we even use uh, why do we only use like a little bit of our brain why are we not because like I can only think like it's because of this like weird hiding thing or like not facing the truth like do we do it on purpose or do we do it out of, um, comfortability, that we don't want to expose things and, like, have things change. I'm always looking to change something. Like, as much as it sucks, there's always something that, like, can be different for me. Um, but when it's the big things, I really have issue trying to change them, because... Some of the things that, um, I want to change, I only want to change because I've been told I need to, and then there's that friction between, like, whether or not you want to do something or you feel like you need to. So, it just really, like, solidifies the fact that, um... Morals and values are also subjective and made up. Completely. But thinking about these things just makes me want to go full wild woman, man. You know? But then there's that fear behind that. That I will be locked away. Um then my free will will be taken from me by others who have their own free will which is a crazy thing that you can do you know it makes the whole thing the idea of us having free will almost moot because how is it free will if if others can take it from you or is that the stipulation that you're given this free will, but if it doesn't align, then it can be taken from you. But then we get into the subconscious, and it's like, well, was it even my free will, or did I just do it because my subconscious was in control? Bottom line is, I think everything is a cult now, and I mean that in the way that, like, any belief system that anybody is, like, strictly following, that's cult behavior, um, and that's just being unoriginal and inauthentic. I was really heavy into, like, a lot of the new age beliefs and teachings and stuff, so I'd, like, follow and do a lot of those things all the time. Um, and just got to a point where, like, I freaked out. And, like, I was like, this is some cult shit. <laughs> you know? It's like the... This is happening because this chakra is out of line. Like, there might be some truth to that. And, like, I still do, like, try to follow those things. But it's... I've had to turn it more inward and understand my own thoughts and feelings on those kind of subjects. And not following a regimen for these kind of things Um, because once you start doing that once you're like following things to a T that's problematic think about mm, magic and like rituals and things like that like there's some that believe that you have to do rituals and or spell work a specific way or it is not going to happen it's not gonna work or it's not right or it's problematic but I suppose that's why I'm a chaos magician yeah man um More and more, it just makes me feel like I want to be alone all of the time, and, um... I also get this feeling that I, like, don't want to talk, I don't want to speak anymore. Like, sometimes I have this vision of just taking a thread and needle and sewing my own mouth shut, just so I won't talk, and therefore, like, influence somebody else's belief or way of thinking. You know, I don't want to be, like, unknowingly manipulating a situation, so then I just want to, like, shut up, (laughs) and then I want to, you know, go live out in the woods by myself for the rest of my life, and, you know, interact with people through maybe social media and whatever, but, like, not have such the heavy physical transference that happens when, you are with people in person and are talking and speaking to them directly because it's such more of a hands-off experience if you're just on your own and you just kind of get to think your own thoughts and do your own thing and not be ridiculed and or questioned. I have an issue with being questioned um, because maybe not being questioned I don't have an issue with people questioning me. I have an issue with people coming at me with questions on the basis that they automatically know better than whatever it is that I'm doing that they're questioning. Um, and that even goes for scientific and medical communities. Like, I've lost all faith in Western medicine. Um, it's a system, you know? It's a, business like hardcore they are there to make money um it's just a job that these nurses and stuff have like they just get used to it like any other job and they have their their qualms and like you know gripes with their work just like anybody else does and you know what it does it turns these patients that they're supposed to be like looking after and healing into products like, you have to go take care of the robot so that it doesn't go break out in the middle of the street and, like, cause a mess or something, you know? Um, I really felt like that. <clears throat> I've been, like, been to a hospital recently, and I was just blown away, especially because when the nurses aren't, you know, directly in your room taking care of you, They're out in their nurse's station, and they're having whatever conversations and, like, ideas and thoughts that they want. Which is fine. But they're also... Either they don't care anymore. Like, they're so jaded that they don't care anymore. Or they just don't know that, like, the patients can hear them. Like, I was in a hospital one time with a friend, and... I was there for support but some girl came in and she I think was going through like an alcohol withdrawal or something and was just having a real bad time and if you don't know alcohol withdrawal is extreme like you can die like you can't die from other drug withdrawals but alcohol damn um and so she was like screaming and being loud and like being uncomfortable and all this stuff And all the nurses were just out in the station literally making fun of her. Literally making fun of her. And I guess I do understand because it's a way for them to, like, cope with the uncomfortability of having a person in the same room just, like, screaming and you not really being able to do much about it. Like, if that's how you cope. But if that's the case in that regard, we all need to upgrade our coping mechanisms because damn, I'm so sensitive to um, be- people being mistreated. And then I look within myself and I question that and I go, well, what makes you think you know how a, should it, a person should or shouldn't be treated? Exactly. So I know that I have the way that I prefer people be treated and it it pretty well, you know coordinates with other people's ideas of how people should be treated but like in the full spectrum of the thing we don't know that that person that maybe being really aggressive with somebody is going to be helpful to them in the long run and or being very um light about something I know that I experience frustration because I'll be in a mood where I wouldn't be left alone and somebody wants to help me and so then they're coming in and they're asking me all these questions and they're offering all these things and they're just honestly being very invasive it's invasive to me because I'm like hey you heard me say that I wanted to be alone so why are you coming up in here and trying to offer me all these things to make me stop feeling the way that I'm feeling like why can't I just get through my feelings and move on why do i need to shove them down with something that you're offering and you know i just have so many so many questions and then i have i'll come up with a logical or practical way of explaining it but then i can question the exact thing that i just like the exact explanation i just came up with I suppose this is why they <coughs> suppose this is why they say um, going through an awakening process is so can can be so isolating because you have these realizations, these revelations of certain things, and then you don't feel it necessary to incorporate some of those things into your own life. And then even sometimes you'll go to those things as coping mechanisms because you want some semblance of what it was like before you knew these things. And you could just kind of sit back and be innocent and be without... I was going to say without uncomfortability, and then I was trying to think of a better word than uncomfortability, because, like, what kind of word is that? Um, that sounds like a word you would use when you don't know what else, what other word to use. <laughs> unrest? There you go. That's a good one. But now that we just went on that vocabulary spree, I don't even remember what I needed the word unrest for. Who knows? Eyebrows look great right now, though. Um, this whole sharing of information and, like, knowledge thing is really interesting to me. Because if we didn't do it, if nobody were to, like, explain what they think or what they believe, then nobody would really be having these internal battles. (laughs) Like, we'd all be able to just kind of float around as any other animal. Maybe that's what sentience is, you know? Like, we'd just be able to float around in our innocence and do whatever it is that we do instinctually. And sometimes it might be that instinctually, like, we bite a person, but that would be accepted because none of us have thought otherwise to do so. So it's funny that we, like, hold ourselves back from our own subconscious or our own instinct to react to something in a certain way, uh, you know? And I've always kind of been the person that, it, depending on who you ask, like, I'm a complete angel or, like, a Satan's harlot, <laughs> um, which I find adventure in being both of those things like honestly I don't I can't help but react accordingly some people I have no issue like laying it out bluntly for them um and some people I don't have an issue in being very like nurturing and kind and loving because of the behaviors they've shown me, it triggered that instinctual reactive behavior. And that's just what I get, like, that's like the animal side. So, (laughs) I was talking to somebody about a dream that I had, and in this dream, there was this ghost named Frederick. And he was communicating with me. I was sitting at some table and something weird happened. And I was like, oh my gosh, if there's a spirit here, will you take this hat from the table? Or maybe it was already on on the ground. One or the other. Like, move this hat from the ground to the table or from the table to the ground. And then I watched this hat, like, float up and, like, do the thing. And uh, I was like, okay, so there's like a spirit here, and then I got a pen and a pencil, and I closed my eyes, and I was like, if there's a spirit here, you can use my, my pen or pencil, like me holding it, to communicate anything that you want. And first it spelled out his name, which was Frederick, and then it started talking directly to me, and it just wrote, be your most authentic self. Or, no, it didn't say uh, authentic. It said, aim to your natural self. That's what it said. And then I was talking with somebody who has a lot of Christian beliefs. And um, they immediately were like, well, the natural self, the natural man is an enemy to God. And um, I really wanted to go off on them, but... I just thought that was so hilarious that to me, I was like, oh, sweet, maybe there's some ancestor trying to tell me that, like, I need to break down some of my barriers that I have up with people and be more authentic in who I am, like, know myself and know my truths, whereas this person read that as an evil spirit trying to get me to go back to the ways of man and be animalistic and be a tr- like an atrocity to God to get me to fall, essentially. But at the same time, isn't it like more satisfying to kind of, when we, we do things that take us back to being just that animal in the woods? At least for me, it's it's a lot better. And if if that is an enemy to god first of all why would he make that I mean other than to better himself I suppose like or like have some kind of interesting like some adventure uh obviously there's a need for it why is it an enemy and why aren't there or are there other animal spirits that are these atrocities to God if they don't change. You know? So. I think that's all my deep thoughts for today. And I'm also done with my makeup. It looks great. Um, I Even while I was re-listening to this in the middle of recording it. There were things that I said that I'm like, oh, well now I have a thought that I can expound on that. Uh, but, of course, I can't remember... It'd be nice to say something that would bring all this full circle. I suppose the only thing I could think of is, recently I've really been aware that there is light in the dark, and there's dark in the light. For sure. Oh, this is something I wanted to bring up. So if you think about the story of creation. And this is um, a more Gnostic view. And I've recently discovered Gnosticism. Gnost- Gnosticism, however you say that. It's spelled with a G. Um, when God turned... Okay, so God was an entity, like a consciousness. When He turned on the light, manipulated matter in such a way, or whatever it, it, it was that happened. By doing that, it would have immediately cast shadow of him so you know God's got this shadow wouldn't that just kind of be what Satan is is like the other side of the coin Um, and can't he then present in both ways Um, but if you take the coin into three dimensions it's actually got three sides so, like, what is it that's between that that light face and that shadow that kind of keeps them together, which would, I, I mean, be body, mind, and spirit, um, mental, physical, spiritual, boom, three dimension, we live in the third dimension. That's, I guess, the closest you can get to explaining that within this dimension, and it's not until you can somehow transcend into a fourth or fifth dimension that this really starts to make more sense. So, I just, I guess I want to tell people, don't be scared of the things that scare you or make you uncomfortable. Like... I almost wonder if fear is just like a knowledge of impendi- imp- impending, impending extreme dis- discomfort, and if that's why we run away from those things because we are aware of then the uncomfortability. Again, weird word. The unrest about to follow. And the change about to follow and we don't know how we'll be affected by that change, whether we'll turn into something um, better than what we were or worse than what we were.